Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. tournament play tomorrow as they take on the 11 seed the Georgia Bulldogs in game one of the SEC baseball tournament at Hoover Metropolitan Complex in Hoover Alabama 
Of course, South Carolina is the sixth seed in the tournament, and they will actually be the home team for tomorrow's game, in case you are wondering. 10.30 a.m. Eastern first pitch. So the Gamecocks limp into the finish, an epic collapse in the regular season. They get rewarded accordingly with some morning baseball <laughs> in Hoover, Alabama. That game's actually taking place at 9.30 a.m. Eastern or excuse me, 9.30 a.m. local time is when first pitch will take place, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. As we take a look at the bracket really quickly, guys. Florida, the number one seed. Arkansas, the two seed. LSU, the three seed. Vanderbilt, the four seed. Each of those four teams have buys. They will not play until Wednesday. Auburn, the five seed. South Carolina, the six. Tennessee, the seven. Kentucky, the eight. Alabama, the nine. Texas A&M, the 10. Georgia, the 11, and Missouri, the 12. Of course, Mississippi State and Ole Miss did not make the SEC tournament. If the Gamecocks, is, of course, South Carolina is in a single elimination game, so you must win to advance tomorrow. If you do not, your time in Hoover will be over. If South Carolina is to win the ball game, they will take on the LSU Tigers on Wednesday morning and be guaranteed, at minimum, two more games. If South Carolina were to win, they would play in the Thursday morning game and stay in the winner's side of the bracket. If they lost to LSU on Wednesday, they would play in, excuse me, actually, that is the loser of that game. So if they win, they would have moved to the winner's side of the bracket and play Thursday at 5.30 Eastern time. So an afternoon first pitch, if you were to beat LSU, uh, South Carolina would be guaranteed again to play either Vandy, Florida, or Arkansas based off of, of course, who wins, who loses, uh, stuff like that. So, anyways, first things first, though. South Carolina taking on Georgia. I got to find a way to get through the Bulldogs. Their head coach, of course, Scott Strickland. They finished their 2023 regular season with a final record of 29-26 and 26 overall, 11-19 and 19 in SEC play. Now, as we break down the Bulldogs, both on the mound and swinging the stick, they will start someone that the Gamecocks are very familiar with, that being left-handed pitcher Jaden Woods. He finished the season with a three and two ERA, or excuse me, a three and two record, a 5.59 ERA. And of course, like I mentioned, South Carolina did see him early in the season as he threw seven complete innings, seven hits, three runs, three earned, one walk, and a loss in that March 18th, 18th game in Athens. Georgia. Jaden Woods, really capable player. Obviously, guys, good fastball, has run on the fastball, uses the breaking ball really nicely, change up his plus. And again, he will be a really tough challenge. And it's interesting that Georgia is bringing him back so quickly because he did just pitch this past weekend. Obviously, just goes to show that Scott Strickland and company want to make a deep run in Hoover because they know that their postseason hopes truly rest on making some sort of run in Hoover. So how long can Jaden Woods go after pitching this previous weekend? How effective can he be? Again, this was the first SEC series of the 2023 season for both of these clubs. So both teams have obviously changed a ton. But it'll be interesting to see what is South Carolina's strategy against the Southpaw Jaden Woods. As you look at the dogs offensively, and still, this is where they hang their hat. It was true when the Gamecocks first played them. It's true this time around. A 285 team average. The Bulldogs hit 269 in SEC play. And as you look at players to watch for, you got to start with Charlie Condome, man. Hit 393 this season, 
25 home runs, 67 RBI. He's basically a shoe-in to win the freshman of the year, which is unfortunate because we thought Ethan Petrie might be there, but the guy hasn't hit a home run in what feels like two months. So Charlie Condone, 25 bombs, 67 ribbies. He is the leader for Georgia offensively. You then look at Connor Tate hitting 384, 16 homers, 54 RBI. And then Parks Harbor, who had a really, really good weekend against South Carolina when these two teams met a couple of months ago. He hit 282 in the season, 18 home runs, and 56 RBI. So Georgia throwing their best arm, I would say. They're a dangerous team offensively, and it will most certainly be a challenge for a South Carolina ball club that is looking for just any sort of confidence. Going into a place where... They have not had much success. 29 and 51 all time in Hoover, Alabama is South Carolina baseball. Let's move to the Gamecock side of things. Mark Kingston speaking to the media this morning. He has confirmed that James Hicks will get the baseball for Carolina. It was rumored after that he mentioned that maybe they were leaning Kate Austin. He will get the baseball. No, it will be James Hicks that will get the start against Georgia tomorrow morning. And as we talk about top storylines, what to watch for, That's where you have to begin. Simply put, guys, which version of James Hicks do you get? Which version do you get? The guy who was unhittable, what felt like the first half of the season, or the guy we've seen here of late that I don't know what's exactly happening. I don't know know what's going on. And you know with a guy like James Hicks, if he gets the sinker working, if he's staying down, if the ball's moving, dancing like he likes, he's going to be really tough to hit. But for whatever reason, you haven't gotten that version of him. You haven't gotten that version of him, and it feels like he's given up just long ball after long ball after long ball. So what version of James Hicks do you get against a really dangerous Georgia offense, I might add? Guys, the big storyline, what is the health of Gamecock shortstop Braylon Wimmer? Will he DH? Will he play in the field? Will South Carolina return to as normal a starting nine as they've had in quite some time? We shall see again. Mark Kingston speaking on that yet again this morning. They're going to play around, see just how does he feel tomorrow? How does he feel tomorrow? So what is the health of Braylon Wimmer? Are you able to get your best nine on the field? Something else I'm really curious to see, guys. The Gamecocks need some sort of shakeup, right? I mean, all across the board, but I think especially in the lineup. This is a lineup you look at the top specifically. We do who's hot, who's not every single week when we talk about the weekend that was for the Yardcocks. Dylan Brewer has been who's not two weeks in a row. This past weekend, in case you missed it, Dylan Brewer went 0 for 10 with five strikeouts. That ain't going to get it done. Not even remotely. So, is there a shakeup at the top of the lineup? Do we see them start to experiment with different guys? Maybe a Michael Braswell. Maybe a moving Evan Stone or a Tippett up to the top. But you got to get Dylan Brewer out of there. You got to move him around or do something. I don't think it's a good idea to just continue doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. So, are there moves made in the lineup? If Braylon Wimmer's good to go, assuming he is, could you slide him up there in the lineup? But how do you get this lineup going? Is there a jolt of... What happens? What happens? Something's got to give for the Gamecocks offensively. Guys, something else I'm looking forward to, top storylines. Like I mentioned earlier, attacking Georgia's offense. How does this team pitch Charlie Condon? Dude has been lethal. 
He was good against South kind of early, but he really hadn't turned into, I mean, he was a phenom at that point, but the rest of SEC play really solidified him as not just a great freshman, but a great player in this league as well. How do the Gamecocks pitch him? You know, you want to attack, you want to go after guys, but you also have to be strategic. And you also know this is a winner-take-all game. This is a winner-take-all game. There is no tomorrow if you lose. So, how does South Carolina go after a Georgia offense that, again, hit 285 as a team, 269 in SEC play? Pretty solid offensive numbers. They're going to swing the stick. They're going to hit. They're going to hit. And they're going to take advantage of mistakes. So, how does South Carolina attack it from a pitching standpoint, right? You don't want to burn all your arms, but like I mentioned, you got to throw your best. you got to throw your best. James Hicks gets the start. When do we see, if we see Chris Veach, about Kate Austin, I mean, God, do you go with, like, an Eli Jones? Like, how do they manage the pitching staff? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys, something else I know we're all looking for. And another storyline in this one. It just, it comes back to this team. And I know we want to talk about offense, defense, but the intangibles and, and where this team is mentally. Because listen, I, I loved what Jack Mahoney said. I loved what Mahoney said after the games on Saturday. You know, Jack Mahoney pitched his tail off yet again. And he said, quote, we're going to be fine. We're a really good baseball team. We're going to get hot at the right time. It's about getting into the postseason, getting hot at the right time. All of that is great. All of those comments are fantastic. But it's very easy to say it. It is much more difficult to do it. Does this Carolina team have any semblance of fire left? Is this team able to dig down deep and find something, or is the story written? Because... You know, on one hand, you could say, oh, man, this team, they're going to click. They're going to, they got their backs against the wall. They're going to fight over, you know, they're going to be resilient and fight adversity. You've had four weeks to do that. So, is it mental at this point? I gave a lot of credit to last week. Oh, man, it's just mental. Once we snap out of it, we'll be fine. Is it mental? Or is this team just not a very good team anymore? I know that seems crazy, 
But is there any spark left? Do we see any semblance? Right? You think about the last time the Gamecocks took on Georgia when Jaden Woods was on the mound and and just that series as a whole. That's kind of when the quote-unquote magic began. You know, down late in that ball game. Michael Braswell comes up, hits the double, and you win a one-run game, and it set the tone for that weekend. South Carolina needs something like that to happen again. Is there any semblance of that fight, that fire, that tenacity? Is there any of that left over? Is there any of that the Gamecocks can find? And guys, my final top storyline of what I'm looking forward to is the Gamecocks' history in Hoover. Like I mentioned, 29 and 51 all time in Hoover, Alabama. And why that's so stunning is more so, I think, you look at the year-by-year results. Even when Carolina had their best teams, they didn't fare well in Hoover. Even when they had their national championship caliber teams, they were not one and done, but typically they were three games and out of there. They might win a game, but they were out of there. Was South Carolina able to go into a house of whores, which I, you know, if you look at the ballpark and you understand the dynamic of that, like you kind of understand why the Gamecocks haven't played well there because South Carolina has always been built for power. That's a really, really big ballpark. That is not a ballpark built for teams that hit home runs and strike out a lot. Like if you can't manufacture runs, you can't work gap to gap, you can't get a bunt down, you can't get a guy over, you can't be productive, and oh, by the way, it's the SEC tournament, so you're facing the best of the best on the bump. But if you can't do those things and you can't manufacture runs, Hoover's not the place for you. It's just not. And I think so that's why, because again, even when Carolina, and I know 10 and 11, there was much less of that, right? There was a lot of productivity, but I'm just making the point that over the history, you know, I think it, it makes sense why South Carolina has struggled there, but it also doesn't. It also just flat out doesn't. Like, it doesn't make sense that Carolina has never been able to get hot and make any sort of run in the SEC tournament. Guys, let's move to my key player for tomorrow's game. And I actually just mentioned him a little bit earlier, but it's not James Hicks. There's a lot of things that need to click. There's a lot of things that need to get fixed. But I do expect this to be a relatively close game because Georgia's not a great ball club. They're not a great ball club, as reflected by their record. And I think you're going to see this be a really competitive ball game, similar to what we saw in the first series of the year. And so it could very well come down to your bullpen and who relieves James Hicks. How much are you going to get out of James Hicks? Can he go five, six innings? Are you only going to get three or four innings? And so a guy like Cade Austin, I look at, I, I expect him to probably be the first guy out of the bullpen. And being able to either hold on to a lead or keep South Carolina in the ball game is going to be massively important. When it comes to key players in the lineup, guys, you, you could go down the lineup of different guys. I mean, Cole Messina is the low-hanging fruit because he is the leader, the heart and soul of this team. Heart and soul of this ball club. But I just look at Cade Austin. He's going to get the baseball tomorrow, most likely. And it's probably going to be a close game when he comes in. We've seen Kate Austin pitch well. We've seen him hold leads. We've seen him, you know, do great things for the Yardcocks this season. We've also seen him blow games. We've also seen him be abysmal, especially of late. So Kate Austin's a guy you're going to have to lean on. Again, he's probably going to be your first arm out of the pen. Going to be vital. You get the best version of Kate Austin against Georgia. Which brings me to my prediction. 
South Carolina taking on the 11 seed, the Georgia Bulldogs. Is there any hope for the Yardcocks? Is there any reason for optimism? It's weird to not feel any more confident than we do right now when you factor in that we are taking on a team that we swept. South Carolina literally swept this team. But this Gamecocks ball club is such a different version of itself than it was at that point. I don't feel like that gives me any semblance of confidence going into this one. There are issues with South Carolina all across the board. Mentally, consistency swinging the stick. Hell, even inconsistencies on the bump unless Jack Mahoney's out there. He's been the only thing, the only, the only bright spot over the last two weekends has been Jack Mahoney, really, truly. And Nick Proctor. He might actually be first out of the pen as well. Nick Proctor's been very, very good over the last month or so, so let's make sure we give him his just due. But there are so many issues and so many moving parts with South Carolina. Then you factor in, then you factor in Hoover and the house of horrors that it has been for South Carolina. But there's one thing that bothers me, maybe more than any of those things that I just mentioned. This is Mark Kingston this morning talking about the SEC tournament. Quote, you've got to thread the needle on it. You know, you've got to try to make sure that by next week we're healthy in all the spots we need to be healthy, especially with the key guys that have been a big part of where, when we're our best. Kingston said about the injuries. Quote, but you also want to play to win the game. As Herm Edwards says, you play to win the game. So we're going to play to win the games and just try to do the best we can and win the game, but also make sure the guys are 100% for next week. Now, this is just one quote. This is just one quote. So I don't want you to think, oh, you're reading too far into this. Mark Kingston has talked about, he said this over and over and over again, it seems. And also over the years, he said these things. I don't think Mark Kingston gives a shit about winning in Hoover. I really don't. I don't think he gives a damn about winning in Hoover. You know, he's going to throw James Hicks out there, but the second that Carolina gets down or, you know, the game starts going not the way we'd like, punt. He's going to punt. He's flat out going to punt. We saw it in 2021 when C.J. Wines got the baseball. You know, last year I thought, hey, at least they left Will Sanders out there, gave it a shot. Why not? Because they knew, they knew they had to win the SEC tournament. They, they just knew they did. So what do you have to lose? But Kingston knows this team's going to the postseason. And for whatever reason, he seems convinced that his ball club's done enough to host. God forbid. I don't have any clue why he thinks that, but he seems to think that. And so I, I just, I really question the approach. I know the SEC tournament isn't the end-all, be-all, right? It, it, it doesn't necessarily, quote-unquote, matter. But for a team like South Carolina who struggled and, and collapsed down the stretch, yeah, I think winning a couple of games in Hoover matters. I think winning a couple of games to, to get off the schneid and just have anything to feel good about, I think that matters.
I don't love Kingston's approach to it. I, I know you want to get healthy for the postseason. I'm Guys, I'm not saying, like, throw guys out there who aren't ready to go. That's not what I'm saying. But you heard it after the weekend against Tennessee, and I, and I hear it now. The Cavalier approach to losing is so bothersome. And it, and it might irritate me more than anything. You heard it after last year when the Yardcocks finished under 500. You've heard it over the last four. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Weeks. I'm done with the excuse-making, ma'am. I- I'm done with it. So for that reason, I mean, this team's already struggling. There's already a hundred different reasons to pick this team to lose this ballgame tomorrow. But then you factor in that I don't really know what the what the, what the motivation factor is to win the damn ball game. And I'm not talking about the players. The players want to win. But when you're so just carefree going into it, well, you know, we're we're just gearing up for the postseason, the NCAA tournament, because that's what matters. You know what? Give me the team in Georgia that is selling out to win this ball game, that is throwing their ace. Give me that team over whatever the hell it is that South Carolina is currently doing under Mark Kingston. With that being said, lock me in, guys. I got Bulldogs 7, South Carolina 3. Again, I think it's a close game for a while. I think these two teams are, unfortunately at this point, I'd say they're probably on equal footing. I know that Georgia didn't finish as well as Carolina in the SEC, but I got no reason to believe South Carolina's not, you know, they're they're in no way above the Bulldogs. In no way. In no way are they. So I think Georgia with Jaden Woods, I think he'll pitch well yet again, had double-digit strikeouts in his first outing against South Carolina. I think the big question is just how long can he go? But I think Jaden Woods will most likely stifle South Carolina offensively. I think James Hicks will give you a quality start again. How long can he go? We shall see. Uh, but I think Georgia will pull away. I think the Yardcock struggles continue. And in Hoover, guys, I mean, why would you give this program the benefit of the doubt in Hoover? Why? <laughs> why? What tells you there's any reason to have confidence going into Hoover? So, that being said, lock me in, guys. I got Georgia 7, Carolina 3, which will end South Carolina stay in Hoover. And the Yardcocks will prepare to find out where they're going for the postseason a week from today. So again, lock me in. Georgia 7, South Carolina 3, first pitch set for tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. Eastern time on the SEC Network. And like I mentioned, if you want to watch it along with us, we will be streaming the game live in the Big Cock Club Hangout, the Big Cock Club Discord. Join today, patreon.com slash Big Cock Club. 